performance was pitiful from start to finish. There was no tempo, there was no approach. It was the same tedious, stultifying, boring rubbish. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. And you're welcome back to Off The Ball Saturday. So Britain seems to have lost its mind. Popular BBC Match of the Day presenter and former England footballer Gary Lineker has been suspended from the programme over a tweet he published over the UK government's illegal migration bill. He tweeted, This is just an immeasurably cruel policy directed at the most vulnerable people in language that is not dissimilar to that used by Germany in the 30s and I'm out of order. He's been suspended for a perceived breach of the corporation's impartiality rules. In solidarity, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer pulled out of the Match of the Day show tonight, as have the commentary team. So there'll be just footage, but it's a fluid situation. It may change. There's no football focus or final score. Alex Scott and Jason Mohammed are not presenting today, standing with Lineker. There's also now no football on BBC Radio 5 Live. Former Match of the Day pundit Mark Lawrenson joins us now. Mark, good afternoon. How are you doing, John? To those of us over here in Ireland, this seems crazy. Well, I mean... His original, Gary's original statement, actually, I thought wasn't good about the Germans in, in the 1930s. And, and amongst all this, as we're going to obviously talk about it, is the fact that the whole thing, the, the original argument has completely gone. Nobody's even mentioned that now. So it's now been a case of, of Gary versus the BBC. And, of course, you've seen, you've seen all his, his colleagues who just turned out um, solidarity, call it what you will, and they're saying, look, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to do any of the programmes. And um, I think I listened to, obviously, the list of the programmes that, that are not going to happen. I would think Match of the Day 2 probably tomorrow. If nothing happens today, RE, the BBC board, if nothing happens today, that the, the matches tomorrow won't be shown either. I, I very much doubt it, certainly. How many years were you on the programme, Mark? Oh, I don't know, John. I think... Uh, 15 to 20, sure. maybe, possibly. So I don't mean, we in, well, in all, in all that time, yeah. we were never, ever, ever told what not to say. I mean, occasionally, occasionally, I, I got pulled up for one or two things. I think Hanson got cut, pulled up for one or two things, but just the wrong word at the wrong moment, but, but, but no real big deal, not, nothing like this. And I think as well, we were all, uh, we all basically had our own companies. So we weren't, although we were, employed by the BBC. We weren't BBC employees, if that makes any sense. And But there was never a case of, you know, <clears throat> you can't say anything at all. It was just get on with it. So there's never any guidelines about what you could say outside of work on any other platform as well? No. Well, I never had any. I'm pretty sure Big Al Hansen never had any. No, there wouldn't be. There, there absolutely certainly wouldn't be. And, and Gary hasn't got them, although I think the BBC seemed to think he's crossed the line and a couple of other things before. But it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, as, as I said to you before about the fact that I mean, the, origi- the original thing, obviously about the migration situation, no, nobody mentions it. it it's, it's gone crazy. The world's gone mad. Yeah, players are not talking to the BBC today, so the Premier League players are taking a stand. What does that say about the role of the sport or the role of footballers? Many of these footballers are immigrants themselves. Well, exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's the whole thing about it. That, that's the daftness, for want of a better description. And as, as you rightly say, everybody's is you know no, no commentators even, um, uh, you know, and, and the way I'm to the two commentators for tomorrow games for tomorrow's games. I don't know if they've said anything yet. They're probably waiting to see if some something happens uh, along the way today, um, and 
look at when you look at it, it's it's politics. People people not involved with football, and even people just talking about this are just saying how how ridiculous is this situation? And generally, the, the BBC when you, when you look at them and listen to them, and you're kind of thinking, wow, that they are they are not getting this whatsoever. Oh, this seems to be backfiring pretty badly if you look at. Mm. Uh, the, the the revolt against it, like from the likes of like junior staffers, freelancers, people who've got kids to feed, bills to pay that aren't as well off as Gary Lineker as well. Yeah, well, there's, there's, I can tell you that there's loads of people who work on the on the match day programs, football focus, etc. And there's lots and lots and lots when you think about it. And I'll, I don't think they're in a particular union, but certainly w- would look after them. I, I gather, I don't really know because I've never, you know, this is the first time I've really heard about all these things anyway before. So, um, uh, but one or two who are, I think, staff, I think I think they are covered. But the whole the whole thing's madness. It really seems, me, 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 my phone's never stopped ringing. Um, I've, I've got, honestly, so many texts as well. And, and people just generally are texting and saying, you know, what the hell is happening? What? What? How has this got to such a stage where it's it's a bit of a Mexican standoff? But you know, it would appear that majority people, and quite rightly, are, are backing what Gary Lineker has been saying. There are two things you don't mess with. If I know anything about the UK, Mark, and you know you played for the Republic of Ireland, uh, you're an Irishman, but you've lived in the UK all your life. You don't mess with the rules, the order, the sense of fair play, which the government did over there during COVID with those parties. And the second thing you don't mess with is football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, people don't realise how massive football is to, to lots of people for, for different ways. And, and, and you know, even even things like mental health, going, going to watch the game with, with, with your sons or your daughters or both and all those kind of things and just you know watching it on the TV it's absolutely massive and people who don't particularly like football have anything to do with it they probably don't quite understand as much as people who are involved in it but it is it really is massive and it's, it's, listen we, we know it's massive in Ireland but it's it's in relation to to, to England it, it's nothing it's just it's huge absolutely huge we've got Gaelic games and rugby obviously as well here um, yeah this seems like a really significant moment. I know we've had protests before, like around Black Lives Matter and racism, and Marcus Rashford was very good about, you know, uh, meals for poor children. But this seems like a real inflection point for British society and freedom of speech and over the most popular pastime, football, that it's actually been, I suppose, brought into the equation now and into the into the conversation in such a stark way over the most sacred programme in terms of a British yeah. institution that's been going since 1964. This is pretty serious stuff. Oh, unbelievably serious stuff, as you say, since, since 1964, first game, I think, um, that was televised was at Liverpool versus Arsenal, 3-2 uh, win for Liverpool, I, I recall. And, and it's it's just, the B, for the BBC, this is an absolute massive moment. And, and I know as well, I think there are negotiations at the moment which are for the next uh, TV rights with the Premier League. So, I mean, what are the Premier League thinking at this moment? Are they thinking, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Um, should should we, if the money was right, should we should we give the BBC another three years or however long it is? So they'll be thinking long and hard. So this this decision, this decision is just massive. It's it's well, I can say it's it's massive for the country, but it also it's massive for the sports and, and probably other sports as well. 
Off the ball, daily. Between 1981 and 87, you played for Liverpool. You won a European Cup there. And that city was under siege by the UK government. Was football mm. a bit separate from the situation back then? Or was it just as much in the public discourse as it seems to be right now? Oh, this is far bigger. This is far bigger. I mean, I signed for Liverpool in 81 and it was Toxteth riots. And it basically, if you ask the majority of people who were there at the time, I think they basically cast Merseyside Aside, yeah, generally, as a rule, the government was 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 hostile to Liverpool, as we saw. Yeah, absolutely, to- totally hostile. And look, you know, people people are surprised because the the team that I played at Liverpool, and and I think my first three years, we won um, three league titles, cups, all those kind of things. Our ground wasn't full, Anfield wasn't full, and everyone talks about you know the ground at the moments and the atmosphere and all those kind of things. It it was like just over 30-odd thousand, and and I think it was nearer 50 you could get in. And the reason was, not because of the football or anything, people couldn't afford it. You know, it it was a massive, massive thing. And as, you know, the the riots in Toxteth, et cetera, which are complete no-go areas, people on the street begging, all those those kind of things as well. And um, it's it's come an awful long way since then. But, you know, the, the country now at the moment is very much... They're all looking at this today. Look, every newspaper this morning and yesterday, front page, leaders, you know, leaders about, about the Lineker row with the BBC. I mean, it's just mystifying, really seriously is. It maybe just shows how popular he is, though, and how big a figure he is. And maybe almost like a, like a Gary Neville the same, if you take a position and you've got a huge platform that he does on Twitter, millions, and whether you agree with his tweet or not, it just appears that the UK government are scared of him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's an intelligent guy. Uh, as you say, he's, he's got enough money. He can walk away from it if he wants. But he's, he's obviously, wants, you know, in terms of the, everybody else now, is making the point for him, aren't they? Everybody, all all the guys and girls he was supposed to work with today, the match of the day, because as I say, there's many in there, they're all very much, good on you, Gary, you know, hope you win your battle. But to be actually in a battle at this stage is is ridiculous. And, you know, he's, 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 he's freelance. So up to a point, he's allowed to say what he wants. And it's not like he's a, a BBC newscaster or anything like that who works in news or anything like that or in politics or anything. And he's just he just believes in this. And everybody's now backing him, apart from of course, the BBC. So what they do now, I'm I'm not quite sure, John, to be honest with you. I mean, I've not heard anything today. Um, I suggest I suggest they're all in meetings somewhere actually trying to hammer out exactly what they did what they want to do. Is he a stubborn guy? Is he does he stick to his principles, Mark? So yeah. unless oh, the BBC yeah, climb down. Yeah. Listen, listen. He he won't change. That's that. You know, this is this is what he believes in, um, and and he will not change. And I'm pretty sure he's he's, he's prepared to walk away. Um, he has a comfortable life, etc. Um, four boys and the, all those kind of things. Enjoys. I think he's actually gone to Leicester today. Leicester, Chelsea. Yes. So that, that's how that's how bothered he is. It's yeah. like, well, I'm just going to go and watch my team play. Um, and there's there is no doubt. Whether it's shown on match of the day, but it, I, I would imagine you'll get an, a standing ovation, not just the fact that of what's happened, but also, of course, he was a favourite Leicester player. Unless they climb down the BBC, it's going to be a very embarrassing situation and hard to see anybody wanting to step into that role now if he does quit. Well, that's it. 
that's it. You're going to be hailed as somewhat of a Judas, maybe, if you're going to take her. I was, I was watching yesterday, just on Twitter, more than anything, which is, is, is sad. Which was, you know, how how many how many of the guys and girls were turning turn everything down? You know, it's slow, it just slowly started. It was like a snowball going down the hill, wasn't it? You know, obviously Shearer and Wrighty and all those, and then more and more and more, and it was just like wow. You suddenly realise then what a big issue this is for the country. Off the ball daily.